welcome back to Bible with me by Justin. It's been months, as always. I don't have any, uh, I just don't have the ability to, to do this on any regular consistency. I'm, uh, I'm up super early trying to do it right now while my daughter's asleep, so, uh, we've just had a hectic last few months, and, um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't read ahead, though. We left off on Exodus, we're on chapter 30. If you notice, I'm kind of quiet and, and, like, toned down right now. It's like I said, my daughter's sleeping, so I'm just trying to get in a few chapters right now. Or a couple, whatever I can get right now. Do-do-do, so let's get into it. Chapter 30. And you shall make an altar, a place for burning incense. You shall make it of acacia wood. It shall be a cubit in length and a cubit in width. It shall be square. And its height shall be two cubits. Its horns from itself. Sorry, horns look like homes. <laughs> Two sentences in, I'm already like, typo! What does that mean? Alright. It's horns from itself. You shall overlay it with pure gold. That is expensive? You shall overlay it with pure gold? Well, I guess to end the argument to any woman, gold plating is pretty godly too. <laughs> does, it, does it need to be solid? Um... And you shall overlay it with pure gold, its top and its walls all around, and its horns. And you shall make a wreath of gold for it all around. And you shall make two rings of gold for it under its wreath. You shall make its two corners on its two sides, and they shall be housings for poles, to lift them up by it. And you shall make the poles of acacia wood. You shall overlay them with gold. It's quick to use all this gold. <clears throat> It's probably, I mean, it's good for electricity and whatnot. I'm sure there's all kinds of properties that I don't even understand about it. I mean, they, you know, they're now saying that the heart isn't like some kind of valve that just pumps fluids. There's more like some kind of electro, uh, electrical process in there happening. And we, there is some kind of electricity in us. So uh, maybe gold is extremely good for us in the sense of um, conducting our flows, our currents. Um I mean, I don't know, I just, it, it, for a Bible that says, you know, a rich man might not go to heaven and a poor man will find his way at the door, I think it's odd that so many things are in line with gold, but I, I guess, you know, who knows what the value on such things were back then, it's really men that have given everything its value, right, I mean, if we didn't all agree that gold was worth something, and for whatever reason, I mean, it's been around a lot longer than I have, so... It's original reason for becoming the um the tender is beyond me but but it's it's uh it's it's been around it's been around the whole time we have and it's it's clearly something that um God was using or whatnot yeah and uh didn't have a problem with so maybe that's the part of the uh, upside downness of gold that they uh they gave it such a high value for something other than what it should be used for I don't know. I hear pigeons in the background, though. <laughs> uh, verse 6. You shall put it in front of the veil, which is beside the ark of the testimony, in front of the mercy seat, which is over the testimony. There where I meet you. And Aaron shall burn incense of perfume on it by morning. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. And Aaron shall burn incense of perfume on it morning by morning. When he dresses the lamps, he shall burn it. 
and when Aaron sets up the lamps between the evenings, he shall burn it. A perpetual incense before the face of Jehovah for your generations. Generations. <laughs> I've been up for ten minutes, sorry. You shall not offer up strange incense on it, and burnt offering of food offering. You shall not offer up strange incense on it, and burnt offering and food offering. And you shall not pour out a drink offering to go up on it, so you don't you don't put nothing on it. And Aaron shall make atonement on its home once in a year. So just once a year? God, why'd they word that like that? There was some consistency to the way these things were worded that it would make this so much easier to read. But even this, you know, you find this sentence in here three different ways. Like the same words they just put around were like, um, like an Aaron shall make atonement its home once in a year. What about once a year? Why once in a year? I mean, what's the difference? I'm not sure. My daughter just woke up, though, so we're going to pause here. Um, it's home once in a year. From the blood of the sin offering of the atonement once in the year, he shall make atonement on it for your generations. It is most holy to Jehovah. Year, right? Just out of nowhere. This one one time, year has an E on the end. <laughs> just, <laughs> It's not just that I'm a horrible reader and, a, and not a great speaker. It's the, the words. The words in this Bible keep changing on me. It's, it's crazy. I'll be right back. All right, I'm back again. Uh, had to move, completely change positions. My daughter woke up. Uh, so she she now owns the area that this is what I'm saying. Like, it's next to impossible for me to find 30 seconds of silence to do anything like this with. And the most of the time that I am doing this, I'm not in silence. And it's extremely stressful from my side trying to figure out or or set up whether or not, you know, you're hearing everything that I hear because uh, when I listen to podcasts, that drives me crazy. So I'm doing my best, but I've, since I started this, I, I went from a galaxy, which had all these really cool apps that were free that helped me like scrub noise and things like that to, um, an iPhone, which comes with none of that. Like everything like that costs money. And, uh, the things that, that don't cost money on the iPhone, the few things they have in there are absolute garbage. They are just garbage apps. They're just filled with, uh, advertisements that'll freeze up your just all kinds of dumb but they don't do what they advertise they do they're just the app store on apple is pathetic compared to the the google play store it is just stupid and um you can get the exact same apps uh on google play for free that they're charging you for on uh the other version i mean the kindle's probably the worst of, of all the you know different um devices you can use the kindle just everything costs money it's all it's so subscription based that i literally uh my daughter has like a a kindle a kids edition it's nice and expensive but after a year it ran out of the subscription and it wants like 12 bucks a month or something or 89 dollars for a full year to, to keep doing it and if you don't pay for the subscription she can't do anything but watch like limited youtube videos on there none of the games work nothing everything that goes through that the uh the Amazon store or whatever won't work without the subscription. So now she's just got this, you know, hundred and thirty nine dollar piece of garbage that doesn't do anything for her. She can take pictures with. But if you don't if you don't pay for the subscription, or at least a monthly, or buy the apps, um, the app she likes from the kids store uh, on Amazon costs I think the cheapest one was three ninety nine. 
I can get, and there's basically 10 of them, I can get all 10 of those apps that they're charging me for through Amazon for free on Google Play. Uh, Play. And uh, the other, the, the most important thing when it comes to these tablets for children is offline play. Only like the uh, Androids, you know, like the Samsung Galaxies and just even a cheap Android that works off of Google Play can you download just pretty much everything for free right off the uh, the Play Store. If you're not subscribed with the... Uh, with like the Kindle, you can't download, it won't even download something. It won't stay on your, you can't do anything offline. So anyway, I just got into a huge rant here about, <laughs> about my daughter's uh, devices. Um, but if you do got to go get a tablet, you know, whether it's for you or for a kid, I, you know, iPads are neat, but they just cost too much to own. It costs too much. It costs twice as much as the Android to go buy. And then everything I want to do on it, I have to subscribe, so it costs me monthly. So not only did I pay $400 for this thing to begin with, it also cost me $100 or more, you know, uh, a year or more to have everything on it running so it's as cool as I want it to be. And, and three years ago, that shit, it was all free. It was all free. You didn't have to pay for none of that. But now, now everything's subscription-based. So um, I just, I would not buy a Kindle. I'd go get a Galaxy. It comes with, they. I mean, they have all the same things. They're just not, the subscription-based services on, on Google are up to you. And if you don't want to, you have the option of just buying an app or, <clears throat> for the most part, the majority of the ones I use are free anyway. You know, <laughs> so, uh, but they're not on anything else. I mean, I, I can download the app, like an offload, uh, offline app on my my iPhone or my um my Kindle, but I can't use them offline, which is the problem where, you know, Android still seems to have that capability. The the child's games that I download for my daughter still seem to play offline on an Android device where they won't, they won't on my other devices. And it's, you know, Apple's, it's skewed there. Uh, my daughter's into PBS kids, things like that. You know what I mean? Sesame Street. And when you go through the Apple, so they just don't have that stuff. They just don't have it. You know, it's not a matter of not being able to get or them charging too much or it all being, it's just not there. Like they don't have a deal with PBS and with Sesame Street. They've got a few, you know, the basic stuff. But if you were to look at the the catalog of, of PBS games, books, and mostly just games and interactive material, uh, learning uh, apps, things like that, that you can get through Android compared to um, the Kindle or compared to, to Apple, it's... Android wins hands down every time. If you have a kid and you're you're looking to get a device for your kid, get an Android all day long. <clears throat> and you can shut off a lot more of the services. Uh, the fact that the iPhone or the um, the Kindle needs to be hooked up to the internet for those services to work is a problem because that means that they can monitor you, your child. They can access every like you give permission for you know a lot of these apps to um access your microphone, your, your camera, things like that. And we don't think about it a lot, but you know, these, <laughs> these company, they know when your child or when a child's using these devices compared to an adult, the, none of this is done by mistake and they are not stupid. So I would recommend not getting as much offline. Uh, if you're going to let your kid play, you know, getting as much offline capability as possible because, um, when I can put 10 apps on there that work just fine offline, uh, that are all things she likes, she doesn't seem to realize that she's not even online, you know? She just has a whole bunch of fun on the apps. So, anyway, that was a huge, huge bird walk away from where we're supposed to be. Back to the Bible. I'm just going to slam out this one chapter and stop because I need to get back out there and watch her. 
God, I wish I had more time right now. I'd really like to finish this. I'm dying to get this done. No, I'm not dying, but you know what I mean. I'd like to get into the next chapter. Exodus has been slow for me. I recognize that. And I'm hoping that some of the other chapters um, that just kind of, you know, are more of a direct story will, will uh, pick up quicker for me. I'll be able to read them a little faster, not have as much problems, be a little more interested. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Genesis was a struggle. It was a struggle. There are so many names. I still don't remember half of what I read. I, if you were to ask me, you know, J-Path does the son of... I, I, I wouldn't even attempt to answer the question. I don't know. I, yes, I read it. I read it on here. I read it out loud. You can go back and hear it. I, I'd have to go back and listen to it too. I don't. There's just so many. There are so many that um, it's incredible, you know? But, you know, a lot of the quotes I hear from the Bible, they're coming from other areas in the Bible. There's not a lot of quotes that come out of Genesis or Exodus that that are used for life. I mean, there are, don't get me wrong, but they're not. It's, it's more from like Luke and Mark and, you know, you, you Psalms. Or you, you get all these really, really cool quotes and revelations. But Genesis and Revelations are kind of more like the beginning and the end and not so much of the story in between. And it's that story in between that the history of it that I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to get into you know i'm a tartaria fan and a old mud flood uh looker into her <laughs> uh, anyway so i think i started this already i was verse six i'm just going to keep rolling because i'm not sure where i stopped so we're starting from verse six again and you shall put it in front of the veil which is beside the ark of the testimony in front of the mercy seat which is over the testimony there where i meet you and Aaron shall burn incense and perfume on it, morning by morning. When he dresses the lamps, he shall burn it. And when Aaron sets up the lamps between the evenings, he shall burn it. A perpetual incense before the face of Jehovah for your generations. You shall not offer up strange incense on it, and burnt offering and food offering. And you shall not pour out drink and offering to go up on it. And Aaron shall make us atonement on its home once in a year from the blood of the sin offering of the atonement once in the year did we just repeat that? Hold on. Either I skipped a line there and went backwards. Or <laughs> uh, shall make atonement on its home once in a year from the blood of the sin offering of the atonement once in the year. He shall make atonement on it for your generations. It is most holy to Jehovah. That just whole thing seems weird to me. And Aaron shall make atonement on its home once in a year. Okay. From the blood of the sin offering. So, what, so is that like something he killed? Of the atonement once in the year, he shall make atonement on it for your generations. <sighs> you know, it's not it's probably not the this book that's English is horrible. It's mine, right? Like I don't speak the same English that English was created off of. I guess some Americanized version of English, so it's it's probably not the book and the spelling that's messed, it's me. I I speak and interpret English poorly in 2022. Most of us probably do, especially in America, uh, compared to what would be considered proper English. Oh my God, we're <laughs> we have we're digging a new path over here, guys. We every word that we say in America has 50 meanings to it, so it all depends on how the person who's saying it says it to you. That's how you interpret the language. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> It's how it's said, not not what said. It's how it's said. That's why we have such a problem with crybabies in America. So many millennials and just, you know, are millennials, but whatever. But so many that are just, you know... I, I grew up in the 80s. And the mantra to kids back then was sticks and stones 
may break your bones, but words will never hurt you. Whereas nowadays, Sesame Street and all these things are teaching kids that, oh, words do hurt. They hurt your feelings. And your feelings are things too, and they matter. And if your feelings are hurt, how can we function? We're just, well, we can function because we're not broken. You know? Sticks and stones. The difference between people's hurt feelings is that they're not getting hit with sticks. That's the truth. We don't punish our kids. We don't teach them anything other than the ridiculousness we have around us. And <clears throat> then we, uh, we now want to protect their feelings too. You know, there used to be predators out to kill your kids. It used to be dangerous for them to go to the bathroom outside an outhouse. They had to know, you know what I mean? To protect themselves and, and words and sounds and noises. Those weren't threats necessarily as much as they were, um, so you hear them. You don't. God, what's the word? I'm not even sure how I want to term that. Knowing that there's sounds out there, you know what I mean, or, or, or hearing the sounds and, and, and dealing with the sounds, uh, uh, is how we would, you know, assess danger. And now we don't. Now we don't. If you hear a sound, you're afraid. It doesn't even matter what the sound is. If you hear a sound when you're in your safe space that you don't want to hear, you can just run away. There's just, there's no, it's such a cowardly existence. I mean, there's just no um, masculinity left. And it's it's not that your daughter should be masculine, but the masculinity around her as she grows up should teach her how to defend herself. We do not have that now. Defense nowadays is, is screaming, I'm a victim. And then finding a whole group of other victims and crying together and then demanding that laws and people change that are stronger than you, that, um, most like have a better, more confident way of living in you, but you don't want to listen to them because you're a victim and everybody should just do what you want. Yeah. I'm not a not a big fan of the victim mentality. You might be able to tell. I, I live in Washington State and I would say eighty percent of the population around me, maybe more, are victims. They're all victims. Have you anything you say to them when you're in the store and you deal with people around here and it's it's, they're talking to me. Oh my God. But, well, I learned this over here that, oh, there's some basic, you know, there's still some basic rules, but you know, you try and mention one of them and you get 50,000 different stories that people have read on the internet about how that could actually be this or be that. And it's, it's just theoretical talk. You know what I mean? Just stupid theory. If it's real then do it, if it's not, then you're NASA, Right. You're NASA. If you can't film that thing leaving, I mean, just give us one live shot, one continuous thread thing leaving, traveling through space, turning around, coming back, landing. One uncut feed that the camera never switches. Do it once. I mean, you guys have been claiming to do this since the 60s. You can't do it once? Yeah. Of course, I don't believe half, I mean, if they were to put it out now, you know, you'd have to almost be there in person to believe them because the, uh, the deep fakes and the CGI are getting so real, so visually real looking that it's not going to be long before you, you literally can't tell the difference. This whole meta things, it's, it's going to head that way too. Like people are like, you look at it now, what you can view of it looks so much like the Sims, but, um, wait, wait, I think that that kind of technology will get realistic looking graphics farther or much quicker than, um, something that that should have had it up you know probably a long time ago like the uh, a video game franchise like fifa or madden um because I, I just don't think they want you to, they're going to use it to trick you they don't want to give it to you in games they don't want your brain to get used to it being folly 
they want to use that kind of technology that imagery to really fool you later in life and if they if they generate games and things around you where you can you can do all this stuff then people are going to know hold on something just kicked in behind me I'm going to get rid of that again back that was my heater kicking so I'm in the bathroom I got like a little furnace outlet right below me and that thing just kicked on I don't know if the you'll hear it when I record this or or whatever post this publish it or whatever but uh but that was all I could hear in the background (laughs) okay where was I uh shall make atonement on I've sidetracked and gone off again so trying to get back into it here um it's atonement for once in a year from the blood of the sin offering of the atonement once in the year he shall make atonement on it for the for your generations it is most holy to Jehovah okay so I guess verse 11 and Jehovah spoke to Moses. Okay, it's spelled, sorry, the spelling again, my brain is spelled Moses's, which is just weird. Uh, and Jehovah spoke to Moses saying, when you lift up the head of the sons of Israel, of those numbered, each one shall give the ransom of his soul to Jehovah when numbering them. And there shall not be a, and there shall not be a plague among them when numbering them. They shall give this, Everyone passing over to those numbered, half a shake. Oh, shekel. Half a shekel. God, it looked like shake with like an uh, exclamation mark on the end. But it's shekel. By the shekel of the sanctuary, 20 geras being a shekel. 20 geras being a shekel. Half a shekel as an offering to Jehovah. I don't understand any of that. I mean, it's money. Half a shekel as an offering. You would have to pay money for Jehovah? That one's rough. They shall give this, everyone passing over to those numbered, half a shekel. By the shekel of the sanctuary, 20 geras being a shekel. So 10 geras would be half a shekel. As an offering to Jehovah. To who? This is going to... To those numbered half a shekel. So you're passing over, but it doesn't say where. Everyone passing over to those numbered from a son of 20 years and upward shall give the offering of Jehovah. The rich shall give more and the poor shall not give less than half a shekel to give the offering of Jehovah to make atonement for your souls. And you shall take the money of, of atonement from the sons of Israel and you shall give it to the service of the tabernacle of the congregation and it shall be for the sons of Israel for remembrance before the face of Jehovah to make atonement for your souls to go where I don't even understand that so this you have to pay money that seems a little sideways I'm not gonna lie to you that seems wrong just flat out that seems wrong the rich shall give more and the poor shall... But either way, you're you're paying a tax. Is that not what this is setting up? That you have to pay a tax? I mean, I don't understand it any differently. The poor shall not give less than half a shekel. So a homeless man's got to come up with half a shekel. Maybe all he had to, you know, eat that day. But no worries, that's going to go... To the, your loving God? He wants that instead of you having food? 
I mean, I guess you give it to him and then you just pray for food and he makes food possible because you're in line with him. That It just seems awfully weird. I mean, okay, look, in the sense that you shouldn't fall in love with money, you shouldn't become materialistic, maybe it's a good thing to give it away. But where is all that going when you give it away? He doesn't need it, right? Like God doesn't, he created everything. He can just make things happen. So he doesn't need the money for any good reason. So why are they collecting it? And why are they having you collect it? It just seems off, that one thing there. I mean, I don't know. Look, I don't know. I didn't, I'm not alive back then. I don't know, but that certainly seems off. I guess this is all before Jesus, though, right? So maybe a lot of my understanding or my thought of my understanding is coming from an idea that, of the words from, you know, like Jesus and whatnot, what I, because that's, that's who I'm following, right? Like, you follow Jesus Christ, it's your way to the, um, to the Father. So that's, that's where my attention is directed. Huh. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Thanks for going through that with me. Uh, yeah, okay. Verse 17, and Jehovah spoke to Moses saying, and you shall make a, oh man, laver? Laver? Li mm. I don't understand this word. And Jehovah spoke to Moses saying, you shall make a laver, L-A-V-E-R, of bronze and its base bronze for washing. A laver? Like a la lavatory? Laver? Huh. Feeling like I'm the idiot in this one. Isn't it lavatory? That's what they, they call a lot of bathrooms lavatories laver bronze and space bronze for washing are they calling a sink is that a laver or a bathtub or a sink something that <laughs> something that gives you water if you're washing there's got to be water and you shall put it between the tabernacle of the congregation and the altar and you shall put water there and Aaron and his sons shall wash from it their hands and their feet as they go into the tabernacle of the congregation they shall wash with water and shall not die or as they draw near to the altar to minister, to burn a fire offering to Jehovah. Oh, I'm betting there must have been something earlier that said if you weren't proper, you can't go near it, right? I'm sure there was. And this is kind of like the protection for getting in and out and being safe. Holding up their feet and whatnot. I mean, I, I don't remember. <laughs> like I said at the beginning of this episode, I can't remember half of what I read. I've got the basics. And I've, I, I retain a lot, but I mean, everything, I don't. I'd be a liar if I said I did. Um, yeah. To burn a fire offering to Jehovah. And they, shall f and they shall wash their hands and their feet and shall not die. And it shall be a never-ending statue to them, to him and to his seed for their generations. And Jehovah spoke to Moses saying, And you take spices for yourself. The best. Five hundred of pure mirror and it's half of spicy cinnamon, 250 shekels, and 250 of aromatic calamus, and 500 of cassia, by the shekel of the sanctuary, and hen of olive oil. And you shall make it an oil of holy anointing. Huh. Ointment. God, okay. And you shall make it an oil of holy anointing. Ointment compound, the work of a perfumer, an oil, that's weird, so they, they want you to make a, you're making a cream, I guess, or an oil. An oil of 
uh, unstick oil of holy anointing it shall be. You shall anoint with it the tab- tabernacle of the congregation and the ark of the testimony and the table and all of its vessels and the altar of incense and the altar of burnt offering and all its vessels and the laver and its base. And you shall sanctify them and they shall become most holy. Everything touching them shall become holy. You shall anoint Aaron and his sons, and you shall consecrate them to minister as priests to me. And you shall speak to the sons of Israel, saying, This shall be a holy anointing oil for me and for your generations. It shall not be, it shall not be poured on the flesh of man, and you shall not make any like it in its proportion. It is holy. It shall be holy to you. A man, a man, a man, <laughs> a man. Where am I? That was too much. I was rolling pretty good there. Um, where'd I go? A man prepares any like it or gives. Shall not make any like it in its proportion. Did I? It shall not be poured on the flesh of man, and you shall not make any like it in its proportion. It is holy. It shall be holy to you. A man, a man prepares any like it, or who gives from it to a stranger shall be cut off from his people. That I don't know why that was just so difficult for me to say, but my brain fell apart trying to say a man prepares any like it. I mean, it's not really. I mean, you say if a man prepares any more of it or any 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 substance to, you know to recreate or synthetically. That a man prepares any like it. But then again, maybe that's more proper English than what I speak. Hmm. And Jehovah said to Moses, Take perfumes for yourself, spices, stacty, stacty, S T A C T E. Not sure what that is. Stasty, stasty. Oh, there's going to be a few of them here. Okay, bear with me. These words are going to get really weird. Jehovah said to Moses, Take perfumes for yourself, spices, stacty, and Ancha, O-N-Y-C-H-A, and Galbanum spices, G-A-L-B-A-N-U-M, and pure frankincense, <laughs> I know that word, pure frankincense, a part shall be for a part, and you shall make it incense, an ointment, a work of perfumer, of a perfumer, salted, pure, and holy, and you shall grind some of it fine, and put some of it in front of the testimony of the tabernacle on the congregation where I meet you. It shall, it shall be most holy to you. And the incense which you make in its proportion you shall not make for yourselves. It shall be holy to you for Jehovah. A man who makes any like it to smell of it, he shall be, cut, shall be cut off from his people. I've never heard of this holy um salve or whatever that they're making here. But boy, that sure does. That's interesting. I ain't gonna lie to you, it's interesting. Let's try and get through 22, it doesn't, or 31, it doesn't look that long. I'm just gonna keep rolling, try not to rant off. Chapter 31, Jehovah spoke to Moses saying, Behold, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur to the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom and in intelligence and in knowledge and in all workmanship to devise designs to work in gold and in silver and in bronze and in cutting of stones for settings and in carving of wood to work in all workmanship. And behold, I have given with him, oh boy, I have given with him a holy 
the son of Ahisamach, and the tribe of Dan. <laughs> Dan. Okay, the tribe of Dan. Um, and in the heart of every wise-hearted one I have given wisdom, and they shall make all which I have commanded, all of which I have commanded you, the tabernacle of the congregation and the ark of the testimony, and the mercy seat which is going up over it, and all the vessels of tabernacle, and the table, its vessels, and the pure lampstand, and all its vessels, and the altar of incense, and the altar of burnt offering, and all its vessels, and the laver, laver, we'll say laver, because it sounds like lavatory, um, and the laver, and its base, and the woven garments, and the holy garments for Aaron the priest, and the garments of his sons to minister as priests, and the oil of anointing, and the incense of perfumes in the sanctuary, according to all which I have commanded you, they shall do. Wow. Putting it down like that, that was a lot. And Jehovah spoke to Moses, saying, And you speak to the sons of Israel, saying, You shall surely keep my Sabbaths, for it is a sign between me and you for your generations to know that I am Jehovah, your sanctifier. And you shall keep the Sabbath, for it is holy for you. The profaners of it surely shall be put to death, for everyone doing work in it, that soul shall be cut off from the midst of his people. Work may be done six days, and on the seventh day it is a Sabbath of rest, holy to Jehovah. Everyone doing work on the Sabbath day surely shall be put to death. And the sons of Israel shall observe the Sabbath, to do the Sabbath for their generations. It is a never-ending covenant. It is a sign forever between me and the sons of Israel. For in six days Jehovah made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. And when he finished speaking with him on the Mount Sinai, he gave, them, he gave to Moses the two tablets of testimony, tablets of stone, written by the finger of God. Dang, that was kind of crazy right there. The whole covenant ending thing. So the Sabbath is real, but I mean, obviously, either we're not all parts of the that same tribe, right? Or Jesus dying for our sins is the only reason that we're not all being crushed for not recognizing the Sabbath, Right? We know it's Saturday. It's not Sunday. They've already screwed that up. The Pope has come out and said that it's, you know, I think a couple of them, but uh, there's a video of the Pope telling a whole congregation that the Sabbath isn't Sunday. It's Saturday and that the Catholic, you know, church needs to start recognizing that. Oh, but yeah, it's, that's crazy, man. It's crazy. They're right about, you know, because I, I have a problem with it, to be honest. I try not to do as much on Saturday as possible. Um, but there's there's been a few Saturdays since I've been reading the the Bible where I've actually had food prepared for the next day or had all my dishes done. I commonly Saturday is when the the week is done and I'm I like I think that that's when I'm going to catch up and Sunday I'll get to relax because I mean I'm all backwards. Obviously I'm backwards. But it's something to think about, it's something to um something to be aware of and to strive to be closer to resting on Saturday. But anywho, that was chapter 30 and 31, and I'm going to head out there because this is just extremely complicated, and I'm not holding up the bathroom. I think people want to use it. So uh, till next time, maybe in a few days, maybe in a few months, we'll see you then. Go with God.